0: Nivens. Welcome to the show everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart Every Woman radio show. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We are joining a conversation with myself and my husband, Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, about my book, True Leaders with Heart. So as you listen to this, I hope that you gain some inspiration and wisdom that comes from the Lord.
1: Hello and welcome. What a privilege and honor um, for all of us to be here to celebrate something that is just so good and that is our own Carla Nivens in this brand new book that she has written. Um, I think all of us are here because we know Carla as a leader in our own lives. Um, Many of you know her as a friend who's guided you and led you to the Lord or prayed over you as a friend. Many of you know her as your worship leader in your in this congregation um, or in other, um, through a band, through worship, through music, just leading you in that way. Um, so many of you know her just as family. She's your wife, she's your daughter, your sister, your mother, you see her leading in her community, in her family, and at home. So I just, um, I'm so grateful that all of us can gather and celebrate that leadership. Just as God has perfectly paved the road for her to become a leader through all of her experiences, our Lord has done that for each of us. And I think as you... um, see this book and read through the devotional, you will begin to find a path for your leadership for this year. I think that as you open the book and you begin to see these weekly devotionals, you are going to have nuggets and lessons that really resonate with you. You're gonna ask yourself week after week questions like, what is the tone that I'm taking with my family? if that is your, who you are leading? What do my facial expressions say to the people around me that I'm working with, that are in my small group? Am I encouraging others to be the best the Lord has set out for them? Do I have an attitude of a servant leader? Am I setting a higher standard than what our community maybe has set before me? I think these are the things that will challenge you in 2020 by reading this wonderful devotional. When you open it, you're gonna read an introduction that tells you about what a true leader with heart is. We can see that when we get to know Carla and see her, but how she has written it is God-led, and you will love it, but what she focuses on is that a true leader with heart is someone that considers their words before they speak. They desire to lead with great integrity and they are devoted followers of Jesus Christ. So my challenge for you for 2020, as you take this book, as you read through it, as you lead in your own life, whether it be your family, whether it be coworkers, the community around you, I want you to go back to that introduction and continue to think Am I considering my words before I say them? Am I leading with great integrity? And of course, am I truly devoted to leading like Jesus Christ led?
0: scripture to you this is from John 17 it says my prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one that they are not of the world even as I am not of it sanctify them by the truth your word is truth and you sent me into the world I have sent them into the world for them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me, I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. Amen. So I wanted to read that scripture for us, and we're going to go into a song right now called Truth, that uh, this is our first time performing this song uh, in public, and I've asked the soul inspirational line dancers to come and to worship with us. This song, Truth, it, it really... I say it's a companion song with the book because it's all about meditating on the Word of God and the power that that gives us, the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us can come out when we are constantly meditating, 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 meditating. That is a secret, I think, to my life. A lady asked me one time, what's your secret? And I told her, meditating on the Word of God, and she said, no, 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 tell me, what's your real secret? And I said, listen, that is my real secret. When I am not meditating on the word of God, those around me that I'm working with, they're like, okay, Carla, we know you have, we can tell you haven't read your scripture and prayed today. My husband's saying the same thing, encouraging me. When you get in the word, there's, there's freedom for you to be who you really were created to be. That comes from meditating on the word. So we're going to do truth for you right now. (laughs) Same. <laughs> on sir he's taking pictures. (laughs) So I've invited um, Dr. (laughs) Nivens.
2: Hey everybody. Hey everybody. It's an old coach's voice. All right. I told them when they put me in the seat, I sit down and spread out. I don't know why they put me in the seat, but we'll work it out. We'll work it out. All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for making time for us today. We appreciate you. you. Um, I definitely appreciate you supporting my wonderful bride of 19 years, and uh, she's getting better with time, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you. I married up. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Really. So uh, we're just gonna have we're just gonna have a very short conversation. I'm gonna ask Carla three questions, and so instead of her sitting up here and giving like a monologue and a speech, uh, we just wanted to do something that's a little bit more intimate and uh, you can kind of just hear her thoughts and hear about the book and the inspiration and uh, kind of hear what drives her Um, but first i want to say how proud we are of carla Um, it's not easy to step out there and do the things that she's done and uh, i've had the opportunity to to firsthand uh, watch her um, go through a quiet time wake up early in the morning and pray and follow the direction God has given her. And it, it, it takes a lot of boldness to do that because uh, the God we serve uh, is known for making us get out of our comfort zone. And so uh, for us to be able to sit there and watch her do that and now uh, a CD and now a book and a radio show and all these things that she's doing uh, is an inspiration to myself and to our two children. So we're very proud of you uh, for you. doing that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And I was able to do that without crying. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the world's biggest crybaby y'all, so I was able to do that. I've been practicing that, and so I got through it. Hallelujah, he's good. Uh, so our first question, uh, Carla, is, so why did you write the book, True Leaders with Heart?
0: Yes, yeah, so I, as you all know, I'm the worship leader, and I'm the worship leader here at this church. We, we worship right across the street. Uh, 9.30 and 11 o'clock. Um, our service is called Cornerstone. So that's a little plug for Cornerstone. If you've never visited, come by, visit us. Where you'll meet some wonderful, very sweet, loving, accepting people um, who, who would love to, to know you and love to worship with you. But really, I started this whole thing. Nobody believes me, but I, I did not start out writing a book at all, n- whatsoever, Though I never wrote down, I think I want to write a book or anything like that. Um, But for our band, we were just going through a time where I really felt like if we would come with um, just a focus and, and after meditating on the Word of God, I think we can work together better as a group. Our band is made up of absolutely wonderful individuals. I mean, so talented. And then sometimes when you get a a whole bunch of talent in one place, you know, everybody has their own perspective. Their own perspective is great. It wasn't like people had bad intentions, but everybody has their background and everybody's learned a couple of things and they want to pull it into the creative process. Well, we just needed something that would focus us all together. And for me, that was just scripture. So started writing the, the weekly meditations for the band. And honestly, it helped us to calm down, to um, put ego aside, to put serving others in front of our own need. And we were able to begin to work together and love grew uh, among our group. So really, that's that's you know, where it came from. That's where the book came from. And so I encourage people who are thinking of writing a book, you know, do something, write something that you're already doing so it doesn't even seem like work. It honestly did not seem like work for me because this was something that was changing our hearts. It was changing our lives. So we were using this. And then when, honestly, you read it, Dr. Divers read it, Jason Bell's read it, and both of them said separately different times, they didn't talk about this, but they were both you know, saying you need to put this together. And so I started putting it together as you know, in, in a book because what happened was the leader in all of us stood up nice and strong. And that leader was someone who would put other people's needs before our own. That's a leader. So some people think my title doesn't say leader. Nobody reports to me. You know, I'm in charge of keeping the bathrooms clean. Perfect, because you are a leader in your job at keeping the bathrooms clean. It doesn't. It, it doesn't have anything to do with your job title. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's looking at how you're doing your job. Like Amy said, your facial expressions. If if nothing else. If you figure that I'm a leader in my home, that is the best place for you to start to be a leader. So I, you know, I really hope this book as you're reading the meditations that that great leader that's already inside of you comes out nice and strong and stands up. And then the other, the other, the last reason I wrote it is just because I need to meditate on the word of God. I truly need Jesus Christ. Um, one of our, Favorite songs that in in the band that we that I sing is uh, Lord I need you. That's also a hymn, and I love that hymn as well. I just need the Word of God. I need the Word of God. I need the power that is there. I need the strength that I find there. I. Always say I am my best best version of myself after I have meditated on the Word of God.
2: So, uh, you know, Carla and I, we're, we're both leaders in our respective organizations. And so she and I would study leadership uh, oftentimes together. And uh, over the break, we had a chance to watch a documentary. And uh, it was over two, two football coaches. And so I kind of, you know, made her watch it. There's a lot of football language, but there's a lot of great leadership nuggets in it. Um, and so one of the coaches said uh, that she and I discussed was... Uh, talent is your nemesis and people that are talented don't work as hard and they don't focus because they depend on their talent to get them over and so we talked about that because what she was doing with with uh, with her devotional and her meditations was you know I'm not a musician at all uh, but I know what great music sounds like I'm the manager so you know the Lord put us together because I'm not artsy at all I'm very matter factual you know let's get paid let's do this and let's move on and she wants to hug everybody and pray for everybody and sing, and I'm like, let's go. Come on. Uh, that is true. That's that true. true. That's why God put us together. That's right. And so, um, and so when she was doing that, though, um, she has a very talented band, very talented band. And so when she was doing that, she was basically telling them, you know, our talent could be our nemesis if we don't focus on why we're here and what we're doing and uh, helping, our, helping our congregation experience God. And so we had that conversation, and I was hoping she would have mentioned that, but she didn't. But I want to say that because, uh, you know, you, you know how humble servants are leaders are—they don't—they don't—they don't like to talk about themselves. And so uh, my job is to brag on her until she's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. That's my job.
0: <laughs> you succeed. Yeah,
2: and I really don't care if she's comfortable or not. But that's my job because uh, she's doing a, doing a great job of what she's doing. So uh, she realized that. So anyway, next question. Uh, you already kind of touched on this, but what's, so what was the purpose what was the purpose of the book?
0: Yeah, so I, I would hope that everyone reads the book and they will sign themselves up for being the leader that you already are. When the Lord created you, he created you with all of these gifts and all of these talents. And, and I know it's, um, it's popular right now to say, you know, I'm on my purpose and I'm on my grind. I'm, you know, doing these things. And a lot of people that are on their grind really are in the bed. They're not actually grinding um but I I would hope that you would read the book and you would that you really would say okay I'm, I'm I'm gonna get on my grind this year the leader that I'm supposed to be I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna do that and I'm going to do whatever it takes I I do like that he brought that up I was going to bring it up on this next question but he beat me to it um yeah, so if, you know, a lot of people that say, I do a lot of different things, and then we never put all of those different things together and never actually get to the point where we want to get where we're saying, okay, I've got something that I know I'm doing. I've got a focus. I'm out serving people. This is what I do for, uh, to bring the Lord glory, and this is what I do for the world. We, we have to get to the point where we step up and step into the person that we are called to be. We are all leaders. And so, and the Lord has very specific, specific, specific purposes for all of us. So, if you're living and you're thinking, I'm not sure, I don't know what my purpose is, meditate on the word of God and then get on your grind and get busy serving people work your way into it because somebody is waiting for you to do the exact thing that God has called you to do. Somebody's waiting for you to write the song. Somebody's waiting for you to write the book. Somebody's waiting for your invention um, that you have down on your paper that you haven't done anything about it yet. Somebody's waiting for your business, the thing that, you know, you would do. Somebody's waiting on all of these gifts and talents that the Lord has. And the body of Christ, we, we talk about the band, and yes, the band is a, I don't know. I mean, everybody's crazy, crazy, crazy talented. That's how the body of Christ is. The body of Christ is crazy, crazy, crazy talented. You are crazy, crazy, crazy talented. So um, that's, that's what I would hope that the book uh, does for you, that it would help you to discover yourself, that it would help you to get on your grind in 2020, and um, that it would help you to serve others. Well, thank you for joining us. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. heart every woman the show where women find balance peace and inspiration heart, now let's get back to the show with your host carla nivens Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We are going to jump back into the conversation between myself and my husband, Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, about my book, True Leaders with Heart.
2: All right. Thank you. Very good. That's good. Any y'all? <laughs> so, my last question is. Um, if you have an opportunity, because we have some, we have some some young ladies in the audience, and I know you have a heart for uh, for women. Yes. And uh, if you can go back to your 18 year old self, you go back to your 18 year old self. What what would you tell Carla at 18 years old?
0: I love that question. I I would tell myself number one to calm down. <laughs> you know how number one. Um, You think you're so smart and you are certainly trying to tell your parents. um, Yeah, I don't know how I thought I was smarter than my parents. I'm kind of ashamed of that right now, you know, at at my age now. But I would tell myself to calm down and to um, just, just to know that the purpose that God has for me that I was already living it out then, but I just didn't know what to name it. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is that the things that I was, the things that I was doing, I always say on the radio show that I I love sharing with my other f- uh, female friends the things that my mom was teaching me. And honestly, all I was doing was just trying to give them the wisdom that, that I was receiving at home, knowing that everyone wasn't receiving Christian leadership at home and didn't have the example that I had at home. So I just want to tell some people a couple of things, you know, that, that my mother had taught me. And later on now, that turns into Every Heart, Every Woman Radio. And so I'm doing now the same things that I was doing then, but without, you know, without a name to it. So and I and I could just think now if I could have just calmed down and just enjoyed life more, smiled more, was nicer to my parents. You know, um, (laughs) that gets a clap, was nicer to my parents, just knowing that the Lord was preparing me even then, even before I knew um, knew, you know, knew the end goal. And I'm not at the end goal now. You know, I'm still learning, still growing, still, still, um, doing better, doing more and more for the, for the Lord. But, um, number one, I I would say calm down. And then, um, number two, let me think, what else would I tell myself? Um, I already said enjoy. I think I would enjoy every minute of my 18-year-old life, even more uh, than than I did, I was truly, truly, truly blessed. Uh, my mom had us out sharing the gospel at a young age, like going door to door sharing the gospel at a young age. I hated going door to door sharing the gospel, and I thought no other teenager is going door to door sharing the gospel. So y'all, guess what? So last year we we're about to go to Africa again. Uh Jason Bells convinced mm-hmm. Dr. Roosevelt Nivens to um to for me to be able to go to Africa with him. And we went, we were in Africa for about two weeks. Part of the deal was going door to door, sharing the gospel. And and guess what? I, I was out there doing it and 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 then I thought, you know what? This is taking me back to home. It's taking me back to the thing that I hated to do. Then now I feel like, okay, I am right at home. I know what to do. I know what to say. I know how to handle this. I know how to pray for people. I had the best time in the world going door to door, you know, sharing the gospel. So those are the things that I wish I, I, would, I knew back then. Just calm down and enjoy because the Lord is doing something so much bigger than what your 18-year-old little bitty brain knows. And and I'm not trying to put down 18-year-olds, but you're still growing and you're still, you're still, um, and thank the Lord that you're under your parents' care. Thank the Lord I was under my parents' care, you know. <laughs> thank the Lord I was under my parents' care and thank the Lord that that the Lord was leading them to have me do stuff like worship and, and talk. My mom made me do notes like this before I would sing a song. I hated notes like this. I don't want to sing. I don't want to share a scripture. I don't want to talk about what the song means to me. Literally, we, I would say that to her. She didn't care. You know, I still had to do it. But um, And all of, these thing, all of these things that I'm saying that I hated to do are the things that I love to do now. And that um, I have set up my life and to do uh, for for the glory of God.
2: Amen. So you said a couple of things. One thing is it's funny because our two children, uh, Naomi and Roosevelt, they laugh at us all the time. We do stuff in the house, and they and they just break. They just I mean just laugh and. Uh, there are things that my dad did and, and his hand motions and he repeats himself and I find myself doing that. Yep. And some of my kids laugh at me all the time and I look at, and we look at our kids and say, just wait, you're gonna you going to do you're gonna be doing it too. You are going to do it. You're going to be doing it too. So, uh, you know, all this stuff we're doing, you're going to be doing it too. Um, the two things I want to bring up before, before I get off the stage and you say your acknowledgments is, um, you know, I watched Carla be a servant leader and, uh, you know, after... Uh, service every Sunday, you know, there's a green room behind the stage and after service. And so during service, uh, a lot of times she'll go or she'll have donuts or breakfast delivered to the church and there'll be water and coffee. So the musicians and the choir members, and they can all have something in the green room. Well, at the end of church, after she's said, you know, her goodbyes for about an hour to people, it's
0: not an hour,
2: about an hour, (laughs) uh, because we're all hungry, but you can see she doesn't eat a whole lot. And I do, and I'm hungry, and I have to sit there and wait an hour for her to I'm like, you know, come on, let's go, you know. Um, the, and that's exactly what No, thing this is my turn. Happens. This yes. is my turn. No. It's like, come my on. So, uh, <laughs> so then, is I, I'm standing out front with Naomi and Roosevelt, and we're all, our stomachs are just, you know, balled up. And I'm saying, man, where is your mama? And so then we go to the back, and she's back there cleaning up the green room. And, you know, I, I watched that, and nobody else is around. But she's back there cleaning up the green room, and so she's throwing away water bottles and coffee cups and old donuts. And then, you know, if there's a whole box of donuts left, she'll call Wilbur, who's one of the uh, maintenance guys. She'll call Wilbur and say, hey, here, you know, feed, you know, feed you guys with these donuts or whatever. And, you know, we watch her do those things. And, you know, a lot of leaders, a lot of people don't think that's important. Uh but we work with a lot of people and there are a lot of people in this world that don't feel value. They don't feel like what they do is worthy. And uh what I watch her do is no matter what your position is, anywhere you have value uh to Carlin Evans and she adds value to people. And so I watch her do that all the time. Uh, and then eventually we will go eat. <laughs> uh But it's something that's healthy and something that's, you know, no dairy. and So, you know, I could have waited.
0: I'm I'm the only one keeping them alive, (laughs) y'all.
2: Only the women clap, too. See that? Only the women clap. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Only the women clap. Uh, And the last thing is what I want to tell you, uh, Carla, is that you... Uh, I had no aspirations of becoming or even getting my doctorate or even becoming a superintendent. I had no aspirations of becoming a building principal. I had no aspirations. I just wanted to be a head football coach. Uh, Because, you know, if you can't tell, I played a little bit back in the day. Um, And I would come home after we were married. I would come home and I would complain about the teachers in the building, uh, how some of them didn't work hard for kids. And some of the coaches were lazy and I would come home and I would be like, man, these people, man, you know, our kids deserve much more than what we're giving them. And finally she looked at me and she said, man, stop whining and go do something about it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so then I said, well, I will then, you know. It was one of those <laughs> things. Like, How dare you tell me that I will. So uh, went and got my master's degree and became a principal. And then I was a principal. And then I would come after a couple of years I would come back I would say, this person running this school – in the ground and they don't care. And they have a thousand kids in this building who are struggling and suffering. And I said, if I were the superintendent, they wouldn't work for me. And she said, well, and gave me that look. And I was like, I'm not gonna let you say it this time. And I said, okay, I will. (laughs) Uh, But I went and got my doctorate and I got got my master's and my doctorate. And what people don't know is that Carla paid for both of my degrees. Uh, While um, you know, I was working and we were doing all these things, and I'm paying the bills on the house and the cars, and I just didn't, didn't, didn't have it. And what she decided to do was with her check. She said, "Well, we're gonna use my check and pay for your degrees." And uh, so you have made me a much better man. All right. Okay. Now I'm gonna sit down because I'm gonna start crying. Now I'm gonna so get up. I'm, I'm almost crying now. I'm start and I don't crying. cry. So. Um.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so I want to, I want to say some thank yous. Yeah, yeah, like a... e- either, either, or. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna let you okay. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm going to say some thank yous. He, he, he's wonderful. He wrote some thank yous down for me to say too. This is wonderful. Making sure that I do not forget anything. I want to, the first, okay. The first huge thank you I want to say is to Amy Bells and Jana Amy Bells and Jana Bell, I, I was about to say, but y'all's last names are, this, this, yes, Amy Bells and Jana Bell, would you all come up here, you all, please give them a hand. So they are the creators of these this event, and they are running the event, and and it's been beautiful. I am, I'm working for them today, and they, yes, they when I walked in the door, they were like, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? So thank you all very much. Thank you very, very, very much, y'all. I want to say thank you to Aaron Long. Aaron is uh, the engineer running the sound. He also runs the sound, the, He's also the engineer for the radio show. And Aaron is the, um, the youth worship pastor here at this church. So this space is actually the space that he works in. So if you are a member of your church, I told him I was going to say this. If you're a member of, of, of our church here and you've got young people in your life and they play or they sing and they're hiding from Aaron, go give Aaron their number. And he will reach out to them. He won't let kids hide in our church that, that are talented because he wants them up here. And he's great at training, uh, training young people up to, to worship. So thank you, Aaron. I wanna say thank you to Frederick Sanders and Josh Willis. Frederick was on on the keys and Frederick is a longtime friend of our family and a friend of my brother, Arlington Jones. So thank you so much, Frederick, for your expertise. And Josh Josh had to step away to go to his next gig I want to say thank you to Cassie Cassie has a crew here Cassie's taking pictures and doing video Uh, Cassie wants and she still wants some more pictures. She wants some more pictures in that uh, In front of the wall, and then we'll get get some pictures over here as well. So thank you so much Cassie I want to say thank you to Myra Jones and the soul inspirational line dancers They are um, a wonderful family. This is what they are. They, they are a family, and they care for each other and through, um, through everything. So everybody's retired, right? Everybody's retired, and they um, it's like there's new life. There's like life, 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 more, more, more in the Soul Inspirational Line Dancers. And um it's it's such a wonderful group and sometimes people are sick and then they come back and they're welcomed back and everyone cares for them while while they're out, you know, with sicknesses. And so it's it's a family and, and y'all know I love family. So I, I'm so thankful um for them being here. I don't think I've done I don't think I've released anything yet that you all haven't danced at yet. Yeah, so I you all are the secret to my success. So I I I thank you. I, I want to say um thank you to Holland Park United Methodist Church, uh, to this church that I worship with uh every single week our our pastor, our uh senior pastor Paul Rasmussen, and also um just the staff Lisa McLaughlin in the building services did such a, a wonderful job working with me so that we could be able to do this so i, I definitely want to say want to say thank you to them and um i want to say thank you to my family because when i do something that means they do something and they they have to work uh, with me so i want to say thank you to them uh the last thing i wanted to do is talk about the box i had some um I had the contents of the box up here, but um, I think the people I'm working for may have uh, cleaned it out. No, 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 no. So, so they'll grab it for us. So I want to talk about this box. You know, I wanted to do something to take the, um, the experience of the book even further. And uh, so the, you know, proceeds from this will go to uh, Love Ministries and Love Ministries is, um, was founded by my parents. Okay. Yes, that's perfect. Love Ministries was founded by my parents. (laughs) And yes, and it's Love Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And, uh, that I had the opportunity since my parents founded it, then that means that I had to work for it for free when I, when I was growing up, I'm still working for it for free. But, um, so one of one of the things that uh, Love Ministries does is teach. It it allows the kids to learn how to work hard, not just receive, because they're part of a nonprofit organization. It teaches the kids how to work hard, so they and the value of hard work. And let me tell you, concession stand work is so hard. Oh, my goodness. So the kids work SMU concessions. So if you uh, go to the SMU games, usually follow me on social media because usually I try to put uh, the, the stand that they're gonna be in and you can go and talk to the kids but they work SMU concessions and learn how to talk to people learn how to uh, learn how to carry out a job when you're hot and when because either it's real hot or either it is real cold I don't know what the thing is there's no in between um, but and it's constant you know it's constant work and so the kids are learning so much uh, working SMU concessions and then I also wanted to highlight Two of our um, young people who have grown up in a program now—they're now they are grown. So this is Ladonna Smalley. Ladonna has been with our program since she was—I don't know—six, maybe, yeah, six, six years old. She lived right across the street from where we uh, hold our weekly programs, and uh, her mom actually passed when she was in college, and. My parents. So my parents not only raised us, but they raised so many other kids. And LaDonna, um, tells often, you know, she will say that Love Ministries was the thing that kept me alive. And so now she's a teacher in DISD. She got married. Um, she's doing beautiful, and it's all because of the work, the weekly programming that Love Ministries does. And then I wanted to say uh, quickly about one more. About uh, Dominique Washington, um, my mom met his mom, Dominique was about four, maybe right? He was about four, and my mom was picking him up and bringing him, and he would come and just cry uh, but she that doesn't bother her like that doesn't bother my mother she she was fine and uh and he stayed with us. Roosevelt had to go to his school a couple of times and Help him to get right, and, you know, so y'all know what that means. If, Rose, if Dr. Davis comes up to your school to help you to get right, you know. Um, but he's doing beautiful. He's working for uh, the city of Dallas. He's married, and um, he has two children, he, he and his wife. And so Love Ministries is doing uh, so much in, in the community to help children who really, uh, really need it, just to help them to keep moving forward, teaching them, um about jesus teaching them to have a relationship with the lord and we've got so many more success stories but i wanted to share those too so in the box there's uh the book is in there and the bookmark but there's also a leadership journal that's in there and my cd is in there and yes there's a leadership journal and the cd is in there and um Also, this little cool um, water bottle, because I like to have water bottles everywhere. I lose them and stuff, so I need something else. But this water bottle is cool because you can write on it, and when you're not using it, it folds up, and it also connects to your bag. It'll connect to your bag. So, it's a real cool little thing. So, um, all all that's in the box, and and so, y'all, if if you want to... If you want to, yeah, my card is in there. And there's information about Love Ministries also This this in the box. So if you want to read the book but you want to have some other things just to to help you meditate on the Word of God, you can uh, see about getting the box. And I believe that that is all. We have some people that drove here from Community ISD, y'all. So, yeah, an hour away. They drove here in our way. So y'all stand up, and I thank you all so much for coming. So very sweet. So very sweet. I also want to say thank you to Janie and Jerry, because they stepped in, and they helped with the food as well, Amy said. Yes. Janie and Jerry help with the food as well. So, thank you all so much. So, let me pray for you, and then we can, I can sign books and we can take some pictures and you can have some more food. And, um, I really thank you all for coming. That's the main thing I want to say. Thank you. Lord, we thank you so much for your love and for your grace and for your mercy. You are so good. The way you've created us is uh, perfect. You look at us as your creation, as your lovely creation, and you call us good. And it doesn't matter if we feel unworthy. It doesn't matter if we have shame. It doesn't matter if we have a horrible past. It doesn't matter if we didn't come from the right family. It doesn't matter if we were, you know, raised on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, none of that matters. You have called us to be a wonderful leaders to the world, and we want to say to you that we want to be the people that you've called us to be. We want to bring you glory, and it's not for us. It's not to pump our name up. But we want the uh, we want the world to know who you are. We want the world to know your nature by the way that we act. So Lord, help us in 2020 to meditate on the word of God. Help us to meditate on your true words and help us to stand up, get on our grind and be exactly who you've called us to be. We love you so very much, Lord. We pray that you will go with us as we leave this place and we want to always keep our minds and our hearts focused on you, our Savior and our Lord, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are so excited that you have tuned in to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show today. You know, 2020 has been a very difficult year for so many different reasons and in so many different aspects of our lives. But we hope that as you tune in to this radio show, that you find the inspiration that you need, that you feel lifted and you feel lighter because of the love of Jesus Christ. My book, True Leaders with Heart, is available. You can go to my website, CarlaNivens.com. It is also available on Amazon or however you download your reading material. Well, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbills.org for all of the great information about Love Ministries. Well, as always, we want you to be blessed, to be happy and to be lifted by the love of Jesus Christ. So everyone have a great week and we will see you back here next week.